What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hill Varsity Club is opening in Omaha this May and is hiring for all hospitality positions. Do you love elevated food, exciting events, and having fun at work? Join our team by applying today at HillVarsityClub.com. Hill Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer at HVC this May. Apply for all front or back-of-house positions now at HillVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen. When you decide that you want to change a habit, what do you always say? I'm going cold turkey starting tomorrow. Don't do that. Please don't do that. When it comes to changing your habits, you never want to full stop something you've been giving your body for years. To make lasting change, you need to ease out of these old habits and into new ones. The cold turkey method relies on you using your willpower alone to ditch a habit, and it can lead you to cravings and withdrawals, which can royally fuck you up. Like hardcore, man. Like that's the thing about changing your habits. Like gradually over time. That's, you guessed it, my favorite freaking word, sustainable. Wow. Hello. Chime. Sponsored by somebody. <laughs> You're trying to do the bait and switch here, not full stop anything. Full stopping leads to binging more often than not. And when you bring sugar into the mix, you can have serious withdrawals. And withdrawals are terrible. Oh, They're terrible. It's... So let's let's talk about how you can avoid the hell that is going cold turkey. You've spent the last however many years building this habit that you've realized that you need to change. So now what? Reversing that habit is going to mean that you need to unlearn patterns that led you to where you currently are. And when it comes to food, this actually isn't as hard as you think it would be. And chances are, like with like any habit, the things that you've been doing with your diet that you're unhappy with built up over time. So you consistently did those things for a period of time. So in turn, reversing and changing your habits is going to take time. Yes. And our friends at Technic Nutrition put up a really good post a couple of days ago. Uh, the caption was, don't expect to walk 10 miles into the forest and f- come out in five. Right. That's not like, how it works. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't work that way. If you're going in, you have to walk back everything that you've done. Every trainer that I've ever had has always said, hey, this lifestyle took you years to build. When The first time I stepped into a gym and started working with a trainer, the, literally the first trainer I ever had said, wow, you're really out of shape. Oh, Fuck. You noticed too? And I turned to him and said, no shit. Why do you think I'm here? And I never fucking that's, saw that guy again. That's rude as hell. I mean, first of all, someone who's coming in looking for help, oh, like why I would you so further pissed. than damage them by like pointing out the entire reason they came to you in the I first was place? so upset. I, like, I had never felt so bad about myself yeah. before in my life until I did then because as a personal trainer, you're supposed to help people not fucking make them feel bad. Yeah. 
push people. Like, sure. Be strict. Be Tough love is fine. Tough love is acceptable. When someone comes in for their initial client appointment, you don't turn to them and say, wow, you can't do a pistol squat. You're out of shape. No shit, I'm out of shape. I'm I still 40 can't, pounds overweight. I still can't do a pistol squat. I can't either. <laughs> They're not necessarily the best thing for you either. We're like, here to prop you up. Like, we, yeah. the reason we thought that this episode was super important is because I think that when it comes to dieting, nutrition, fitness, anything, people you've been told or been shown that you have to do this and you have to quit like doing this immediately or nothing's ever going to work. But those things are never going to work if you just quit doing them altogether. Like if you're eating a lot of junk food, like you're not going to just stop eating a lot of junk food right off the bat. Like it's like weaning yourself off of those habits. You have to taper yourself off. Full disclosure. I have a six pack of chocolate covered tiny donuts sitting on the desk right next to me right now. You can still eat junk food. Just pace yourself and don't do it every day. It's fine. Back Fit it the, in, baby. Back to the trainer thing. If a trainer ever makes you feel that bad about yourself, just leave. Like, leave yeah. in the middle of the session. You don't, you don't owe them anything. That. You don't owe them shit. Their job is to make you feel better. And if they're not doing that, then they're never going to make you feel better. And you Mm-mm. won't progress with them. It's If you have that weird feeling that you get, like the, your body's telling you, hey, dude, stop uh-huh. what you're doing right now because this ain't right. That's how you get injured. Then it isn't right. <laughs> like, yeah. leave. Go find, do some research, find a trainer, Maybe set up a couple meetings with a couple yes. different ones. Yes. And figure out who's going to work for you. Yes, because this is Because you know yourself better than the initial, anyone else. Yeah, the initial client meeting with your trainer is going to set the tone going forward forever. So make sure that you do find someone that is empathetic. They understand how you're feeling. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, some of the, the best trainers I've ever had are reformed overweight people. Yep. As I would call myself, a reformed overweight person. They understand. I used to be overweight. Now I'm at. not. And you understand not only the physical baggage that comes with it, but also the emotional baggage mm-hmm. that comes with it because you see yourself completely differently. Yeah. But we're talking about going cold turkey. So when you're going cold turkey right now, you're opening yourself up to the potential of withdrawal issues. And let me tell you how much those fucking suck. <laughs> Have you ever hung out with someone who's quitting cigarettes or caffeine? Those people are the most unfucking happy uh. people on earth. And it's because they're going through withdrawal. They don't want to taper themselves off. They think that it's more noble to just say, fuck it, I don't need this, and just walk away. No. Withdrawal is going to make you restless. It's going to make you irritable. It can lead to things like low mood, depression, weight gain. Boom. There it is. Weight gain. That's the exact opposite of what you're trying to do with your fitness journey, right? Exactly. And that's the fucked up thing about habits, is they seem easy to acquire, but if you actually sit and think about how long you've been doing the thing that's making you unhappy, it's probably been more than 30 days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and that's typically how long it takes to form a habit is around the 30-day mark where you don't have to think about it. It's just the thing that you do it or that you started to doing. Yes. Yeah. You had to work over and over again to make that habit stick. And it's the same thing with choosing healthier habits. You have to choose over and over again to do that healthy thing in order to make it stick. Yes, you are going to be faced with choices and sometimes they're going to be difficult. Sometimes you might regret a choice that you make. It's okay. Get back on the horse tomorrow. So you ate the fucking burger and fries from Hardee's on your way home from the office today. So what? It's fine. Just don't do it every day. Starting in tomorrow, get back on plan. You're okay. Going cold turkey I promise you, will sabotage you before you even set sail. So don't do it. You have habits. Some of them are better than others. So let's talk about how to clean up 
the less desirable habits. Notice I'm not saying bad because when you put words like that on behavior, it can fuck mm -hmm. you up. You don't want to go to the extremes of good and bad. Everything is equal for the most part. Some things are better than mm -hmm. others in certain categories and that's okay. You need to have this information to be able to make these choices so that you can succeed when you are faced with a tough decision down the line. You'd be surprised. After enough repetition, consistency, and whatever with your diet, you'll start to see that you don't even want these foods that you used yeah. to think you liked anymore. You'll be really shocked, honestly. Fast food wrecks me now. I used yeah. to eat fast food three times a day. Yeah. I well, No, I can't do that anymore. I can't either. Just like my insides don't feel good. No, and I don't yeah. like not feeling good. It just gives you that like heavy, like the rock like, in your stomach. And if I'm ready that. for that, if I'm like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to go get some drive through. That's fine. I know what I'm going to put myself in for. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to enjoy every <laughs> bite of it. Exactly. To use like a really shitty, crappy analogy uh -huh. for going cold Turkey. Like you wouldn't full stop letting your dog go outside or to go to the bathroom just because someone told you that it was a bad thing. You'd have to wean your dog off of going outside and teach them that going inside is okay now. Yeah. Like, you just that's a weird analogy, but just like to think of it a different way, you wouldn't full stop doing something that is normal, quote unquote, because someone told you you shouldn't do it. Yeah. And when we, when we talk about diet and exercise, isn't it scary how just blindly people, mm -hmm. myself included, I've done it, will follow what somebody yeah. else says just because you think that they know more than you? Right. If you let your dog shit in the house for 30 days, you'll have abs. Like that isn't, that isn't a thing. I would be interested <laughs> to see the infomercial for this. Fido. I would like to know more. Fido shipped equals one ab each time. Oh. It's just ridiculous. Like to me, that's how some of them come off. Like you don't oh, just stop doing things that you're used to doing cold turkey for sustainability reasons. And for sanity reasons. Yes. I mean... Yes. I've, I've tried to quit soda so many times, mm -hmm. like psh, shit. If there's a thing I've done in my life more than others, it is quitting soda. Yeah. And I, I never, I never succeed. You know why? Cause, Cause you I don't always want just to. say, oh, fuck it. I'm never going to drink another Pepsi again. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you want to quit soda. Congratulations. Get in line. It starts with me. Everybody says they want to quit soda when they first start digging into a healthier routine, which yes, is a great way to save in your caloric budget. But when you want that sweet fizzy drink and you don't have soda in your house, which I recommend not keeping in your house mm -hmm. if it's your kryptonite, because if there's a 12 pack of soda in my house, I will drink eight of them in a day. Yeah. Cause then it's gone. Yeah. Now it's not in my house. Just don't set yourself up and exactly. just leave. These things are treats. You could see them as daily treats. Hey, I got off work. I'm going to go have a soda before I go home and make dinner. Hey, I just right. got done training. I'm going to go pick up a sleeve of mini donuts on the way to, you know, whatever. Right. That's fine. You can do that. But when you want that sweet, fizzy drink, if you don't have soda in your house and you really want something, what the fuck are you going to do? Right. This is where you need to start learning the joys of substitution mm -hmm. to fill the void without fucking yourself. Brush your teeth. Yeah. Like that'll, I'm, I don't like the feeling of soda on my teeth mm -hmm. afterwards. So if I don't want to have a soda, it's the middle of the day, I will brush my teeth. Like it's just, now it's my habit because it keeps me occupied long enough that I'm no longer thinking about that soda. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like another key point to go with here on cold turkey, like if you're doing something cold turkey, like a soda or like your coffee, 
or like a, that large fry that you like to have every day or every other day or whatever. It's if you just stop doing it, you're going to want it so bad because you're make craving you want it. it worse. Yeah. You're going to end up binging on it, you know, because you're trying to avoid or deprive yourself completely of something. Like, for example, I like to use is like if you're a chocolate junkie, mm-hmm. maybe focus on keeping healthier, smaller portions around. So like switch to darker chocolate. It doesn't have to be like the 100% cocoa chocolate right, yeah. that doesn't have any flavor, but just go with a slightly darker chocolate. It has more antioxidants in it. It's better for you than milk chocolate. Buy the snack size and then stash the rest somewhere else. Hide them from yourself so they're not in plain view every time you open the cupboard and you're like, oh my God, they're here. I want one. But if I just eat all of them, then they won't be in the house anymore. Like I used to do that. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, it'll be fine. But then I'd keep them in the cupboard and I'd open it and be like, yes, I'm going to eat this whole bag and then they won't be here anymore. Do you know how much food (laughs) I've hidden from my husband? (laughs) Yeah. I'm either the best wife or the worst wife in the world. I haven't decided which, but it's I'm helping you, one honey. of those two. He never knows for certain whether or not we actually have ice cream in our house at any given moment because he knows that he has no willpower and mm-hmm. I know he has no willpower. So I hide it and then it just shows up on like a Saturday night while we're watching a movie or whatever. And he's like, where the fuck did we get ice cream? I'm like, you never know if it's here. Right. I've hidden I've hidden candy bars and broccoli bags before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to outsmart yourself. Really, yeah. you do. Past you has to figure out how to set future you up for success. And sometimes that means a little bit of fuckery with yourself. Yeah. And that's okay. It's all a game. And here's another thing too, especially when it comes to like the food part of the cold turkey thing. If you can distract yourself long enough by doing something else so you're not focusing on it. Like if you go in the kitchen and you're in the kitchen all day, you're going to keep thinking about the thing that you want in the kitchen. Absolutely. Like go, I don't know, water your plants or something. Yeah. Like just keep yourself distracted long enough because of your, you'll trick your brain at that point. And you'll be thinking about something else. Yeah, grab a glass of water and go do a thing. But if you do end up still really wanting that soda, if you're then at have home, it. Have, a, have a soda. If you want the real thing and you just need it to get through your day, go get the real thing. If you are just wanting something that's cold and fizzy and sweet, Diet soda is a good option in mm-hmm. moderation, but again, it has fake sugar in it, so you need to be very careful if you are sensitive to migraines because that can set you off. Mm-hmm. So that is something you need to look into for yourself. Every artificial sweetener has its own caveat. I'm not a certified nutritionist at this point. We cannot get into that at this point. However, do your homework because it could affect you if you have certain health Mm -hmm. things going on. Something you need to know. Again, get a baseline. Go get a physical done before you start this. So that way you have a very clear baseline. Get your blood work done. That way you know what you're working with and no surprises crop up later on. But you want that fucking soda. So what are you going to do? What do I do? I have a couple bottles of just plain soda water sitting in the pantry. Mm -hmm. Throw a thing of crystallite in there. It's fizzy. It's sweet. I usually do lemonade. Yeah. And that shit is a lifesaver. I legit had never thought of that. Like, that's a really good idea. I don't Sweet crave soda oh. often, but when I do, I end up, it'll be like a half a can. Cause I just, mm-hmm. I was like, I just want the fizziness, you but that's a really sensation. good idea. Yeah. Your body, your brain is just telling you, you want the sensation of sweet, cold, and fizzy. And it doesn't care what you put in yeah. your mouth. Yeah. So put something better in it. Crystal Light, you can also find ones that have caffeine in them. Hello. Yes, you can. Those are awesome. I like those with just like water, iced yeah. water. 
They're yeah. delicious and they get me by in the afternoon. Like if it's after a certain time, I don't like to drink caffeine because then I can't fucking sleep at night. But that's Crystal Light and, and also you you can get the sugar-free version of it. Most of them are sugar-free. Yeah. Um, some of them, depending on if you get a store brand or if you get the name brand, I like the ones from Target because they're cheap and they mm-hmm. come in a pack of 25. Yeah. So you can only have to buy one box instead of like four for a right. month. Um, Variety pack, baby. Yeah. I really, I really like those. Sometimes they have five calories. Sometimes they've got zero. Uh, sometimes the ones with caffeine end up having about 10 calories in them. Mm-hmm. Just end up reading your labels and you'll be fine. If you know what's in your food, if you know what's going in your mouth, that's half the battle. There's no surprises if you know everything that's going in there. Because you looked. Yeah. It, it's just like another thing to, you know, switch on. Like now with, I went to the gas station earlier with you. Yeah. Without hesitation, without realizing I was doing it, I was reading, automatically reading the nutrition label. Because I was like, well, I want to know how much is in this versus this. What's like, what's the better option here? I know I'm really craving this, but this might get me by. Yeah. I went with the lower calorie one just because I wanted something kind of fatty, you know? Just read the nutrition label. Yeah. Get in the habit of doing that. You can you can figure that all out very easily because it's all right there. I mean, yeah. I'm holding up this packet of frosted mini chocolate donuts I got at the <laughs> gas station because I hadn't eaten today and I needed some sugar. Uh, so a serving is six donuts and it's 430 calories for the sleeve. I've eaten three. So I've eaten 215 calories worth of donuts, which at the end of the day, not the worst well, thing not a you big, could do. Huge blip. No. It's three donuts. You know what? Save those other three for tomorrow or I'll probably just take them home and feed them to Phil. But right. <laughs> honestly, you can still have treats. Mm-hmm. You can still have snacks. If you want, if you go to the gas station and you want the mini donuts, just get them. Just yeah. read the label. Tell yourself, okay, there are six in here. I'm going to eat three now and save three for later. You just have to approach it that way. You have to set boundaries for yourself. And with if, yourself. And with yourself. I feel like 2020 then of anything like, is like very much the year of reinforcing your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, and then if you do, if you split that in half, like let's say that's your boundary. You uh-huh. decide with, with yourself, you have an agreement. I'm only going to eat half of whatever, whatever the craving food is, the food you're not willing to give up. I'm only going to eat half of it now. Then if you like just kind of tweak your mindset just a little bit, you can also then like, it's almost like a win-win because then you get double treats. Like maybe later in the week or the next day, you, you get to have more. Or even tonight, if you're, if you're not, if you're not to fat and carbs for your macros, if you've got room for that last 215 calories of donuts, eat them. You want to quit ice cream? It's the same thing. Find something that scratches the itch during the week so you don't have to work so hard to hit your numbers. And if you end up really just wanting the real thing, have some. Yeah. There are a million different varieties of frozen dairy or dairy-like treats out there now that won't screw you. Mm -hmm. So try a couple and see what you like. If If you're not good with dairy... There's plenty of vegan ice cream out there now. Yeah, and they're you know, pretty good. That is, that's one thing I'm super thankful for, that veganism has become such a movement now. Mm-hmm. If you are sensitive to dairy, this journey can be very difficult. Because right. there is a lot of protein in dairy and like things like you just... Yeah. You have to learn to find these things that aren't going to set your system off, but also that are going to help you reach your goals. So try things. When you yeah. go buy groceries... Try one new pint of nice cream every time you go. Do you like Halo Top? Do you like this one? Do you like, like, which yeah. one do you want? 
That's like, that's where like doing your homework on this stuff can be fun. Yeah. Like you can discover something that you had no idea about. It's the healthier alternative and you might actually like it more. Like for instance, I do like Halo Top. I like it because the flavor's there for me. It's higher in protein and I can eat a whole pint and not like, I'm not totally tanking my entire day. I went and to the Target. consistency. Yes. The mouthfeel. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And actually, I did my homework one night. I was like, I don't want to always get Halo Top. Yeah. Let's try the Target brand of the same thing. And the consistency and flavor, I felt like I was like cheating on myself. Yeah, don't with sleep, like don't sleep normal on store ice brands. cream. It was yeah. delicious, and it only cost. I wanted the whole pint. It was Sunday. That's my treat for myself on Sunday. Pat on the back. You did everything you said you were going to do. You killed your workouts. You were consistent all week. Here's this pint of ice cream. Congratulations. You Three. survived this week of 2020. <laughs> Have some ice cream. 383 calories. It was pretty high in protein, so I hit my protein goal for the day. And you can find, like, that perfect substitute. Yeah. It will satiate your craving, and it could be healthier. It's a win for you, and it all win- all wins here on Meathead Test Kitchen are celebrated, big or small. Yeah. It doesn't matter. if it's A the- win is a win regardless. <laughs> exactly. Take that fucking success and run with it. Build it into the next thing. You want to take that momentum, those good, I'm going to sound like such a fucking hippie when I say this. Take those good (laughs) vibes and pay that shit forward to yourself. Yes. Because that's how you propel yourself in this journey. You take these wins and they keep building up. These little wins after a month and a half are going to turn into a pile of wins. And when Mm -hmm. you look back, you're going to be like, holy shit, look what I did last month. Cool, let's do that again. And then when you have a bad day, because everyone has bad days, they're human, you're not going to be perfect 100% of the time. You can look back on that win and that good feeling that you had when you had that win, and then breathe. Yep, woosah. And if you fucked up that day, just remember that tomorrow is a new day. Every day is a new day. You just start over tomorrow. Just reset. All right. I got this. Yeah, take those take those mistakes that you may have made in the past, apply them, and use that information moving forward. It's exactly. that simple. It's it really is that simple. Learning you. You just, yeah, you do. You have to really get to know yourself. And that is mentally, physically, because body awareness becomes a very large part of fitness once you start getting into the shit like CrossFit and Olympic weightlifting and things that are very complex. But take those things and just keep building you're, yep. you're rebuilding right now. We are giving you the tools and slowly but surely every week you're digging that shit out and you're, you know, you're starting to put your plan together. You're starting to see where it might go. And that's great. You need to, you need to learn yourself. You need to know your mind. Knowing your mind is almost more important than knowing your body. I feel like Yep. knowing how to debug your own brain is a fucking life skill of life skills. And if you can yep. pick that up on the way you're set. That relationship with yourself, with anything, really is the most important key to anything. Like, trust yourself. Like, dude, you got this. Which if can you be hard. If you fucked up today, you might fuck up tomorrow. But if you are willing to forgive yourself a little bit and give yourself that little wiggle room to be a fucking human being, mm-hmm. you're going to be just fine. I promise you. Because I'm a perfectionist and I am that person. Yep, I am the I hardest am on myself as anybody ever possibly will be. I am my worst critic 24-7 and I'm always in my own fucking brain about it. You have to learn how to shut that shit off and you have to learn how to talk to yourself in a more positive voice. Yep. The second I start doing that, 
I you used just to shut snow- it down. It's I like, used no, to bitch, snowball. we're not doing this today. I legit sometimes have to envision a stop sign. Mm-hmm. Stop. And then I give myself a minute and I breathe. And then I'm like, all right, what the fuck was that about you? Yeah. Knock it off. The fuck was like, this? Like, you're Let's fine. Go. Stop. Don't, don't even do that. Yeah. You got this. It's all good. So you have to outsmart yourself, which can be hard sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you know yourself better than, you know your bullshit better than anyone else. So use that to your advantage in this process. I'm going to leave that at that. Yep. But still, we're talking about going cold turkey and why it's such a terrible fucking idea. Like, it's such a bad idea. Cheese is one of those things I feel like that people want to go cold turkey because it's on everything. Everybody loves cheese. Mm -hmm. Just start using lower fat options when you want things like cream cheese or sour cream or shredded cheese or milk. No, they might not exactly taste like their full-fat counterparts, but they'll hit the notes you want without tasting like crap. Greek yogurt is a yeah. great substitute for sour cream. That's my favorite one. It's I, so low in calories. It's and so low in I calories. I love using Greek yogurt because you get the lower calories, you get less of the fat. That's what I initially started using it as because I was trying to equally divide my fat throughout the day, and I found that Greek yogurt on things tastes exactly like consistency-wise, too, Sour cream. I mix, love tacos. Yes. Mix some ranch dip packets yeah. into Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. You don't need. Or French onion. Yeah. Anything. You can Dill. use. Oh, Greek yogurt. <laughs> it's so a the, great the, sub. Greek yogurt. All right. This is a sidetrack. We're, we're <laughs> still talking about going cold turkey, but Greek yogurt was the first food that I learned how to macro hack with. And it's mm-hmm. in the, it's the centerpiece of the first ever meathead test kitchen recipe, which is funeral potatoes. Yeah. And there is Greek yogurt in those motherfuckers. And that will be our first recipe that we put up on the website this week. Funeral potatoes will be waiting for you at meatheadtestkitchen.com. It's got a shit ton of dairy in it. I mean, you know what funeral potatoes are. It's the cubed potatoes. It's got sour cream. It's got cheese. It's got cream of whatever soup. It's got uh, crushed cornflakes on it that have been melted in butter. And then those are on top. Like, it's a shit ton of calories, but it tastes so good. And it's one of my favorite foods. So I learned how to macro hack it. And I learned how to take the fucking caloric count on that thing down so much. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you the number because it's awesome and it's fun and that ruins the surprise to see how much of a difference it really made. But that will be up at meatheadtestkitchen.com under recipes, funeral potatoes. Then you don't have to go cold turkey on your creamy, cheesy potato dish. We are helping you out. When you can can macro hack your comfort food, Mm. life is easy. Just remember though, We don't want you to cut out entire factions of food because it's not realistic, nor is it good for your brain or your body. Just remember, there's no bad choices. However, some are definitely better than others. That's all. Right. And you're not going to be able to find a substitute that works for you personally every single time. You're not. And in those moments, you're going to have to make a decision on what you're willing to give up and what you aren't. Like I'm super big into lists. So in the beginning of my journey into this, I made a list of all the things that I super enjoy that aren't necessarily macro friendly or quote unquote the healthiest options. I went through that list and I picked out the things I wasn't willing to give up, give up like at all. Yeah. And then from there, I tried to find healthier, healthier alternatives. And if I couldn't, I then had to make the decision. Am I going to give this up or am I going to keep trying to incorporate it in and fit it in? It's just bargaining with yourself. And now with, I feel like there are more and more products that are starting to cater to those who are macro conscious. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that in the last couple of years has really started picking up momentum. And especially for things 
that we consider our guilty pleasures like mm-hmm. alcohol. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to talk about it. I mean, uh, like 70% of adult humans in America consume alcoholic beverages. It's going to influence your workouts in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So use it wisely because there's nothing worse than doing squats on a heavy leg day with a fucking hangover. Or working out at all with a hangover. That will, that is going to derail you first and foremost, more than most things. I feel like time constraints are the first thing that Mm -hmm. fuck people when they're trying to build one of these routines. The second thing is your habits like alcohol. Yeah. Are you a binge drinker? Right. Do you, are you are you prone to hangovers? Even if you're not prone to hangovers, did you go out and get lit last night? You're going to be dehydrated as fuck today mm-hmm. in the gym. Alcohol also affects your sleep quality. So when you get shitty sleep, most people are more likely to make poorer food decisions mm-hmm. the next day because your body's deprived of something that it needs to have. Usually you're dehydrated, which also your body will signal you that you're hungry for carbs when really you're you just, just need some water yeah. and some salt of some kind. That's a big thing too. If you're if your stomach is telling you that you're hungry and you've recently eaten, drink a glass of water. You mm-hmm. might just be thirsty. Yeah. That and was that was a weird thing to wrap my head around. It's hard to learn thirst. Mm-hmm. It really is because your body will signal you very similarly, but once you start hydrating yourself more, you'll know the difference yep. when you're thirsty and when you're actually hungry. Yep. It's just Again, learning you've yourself. Got to learn your own, you've got to learn your own Alcohol will dehydrate the shit out of you. There are many low-carb, calorie-friendly alcohol options out there. Um, so when it comes to cutting down on your drinking, take some of those options to lessen the caloric blow if you do still want to have that beer after you get home from work during the week. Some people are going to swear at me. I have a lot of friends that work in the craft beer industry. They're going to hate me right now. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry, but look at things like Budweiser Select 55 or Mick Ultra. Are they the best tasting beers in the world? No. Are they going to scratch the itch during the week and not fuck your numbers and not get you super wasted on a weeknight so that you're hungover as shit tomorrow when you have stuff to do? No. If you're into mixed drinks, then look at stuff that doesn't have juice. Things that don't have energy drinks, things that don't have tonic or sugary sodas, these things will all also lead to dehydration, and that'll make your hangover even worse. I have had the worst hangovers in life. Your body on the inside was like, oh, and I was an athlete, and I was an athlete. Figured that one out. Yuck! Don't do that. If you're trying to, if you're trying to be some level of an athlete. You really need to reevaluate your relationship with alcohol because it can really mess you up. So instead of having these drinks that have mixers in them or whatever, try a flavored seltzer. What the Truly right. seltzers are like five calories each. The Trulys? I don't I even know. I don't. I don't. I'm not much, are they? I'm yeah. not even. I don't even drink that much. Anymore. White Claw has a 70 calorie option. Okay. Now tastes about the same okay. as the pineapple regular full full throttle, which is only a hundred. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> Keep in mind here, we're always going to suggest that anything you do, you do in moderation. You have alternatives, regardless of choice of spirits, like Sadie just said, like mixed drink person, find a sugar-free or diet mixer. Mm-hmm. If you're a beer person, you do have those 55 to 95 calorie can options. Even Bush Light is 95 calories per 12 ounce can. If super light beer isn't your thing, try to limit the amount you're having in one sitting. IPAs and darker beers are typically a lot higher in calories than your 
Bud Light, Bush Light, whatever. They are. They are. And there are some there are some craft beer options. If you are a craft beer fan, there are some really good uh they call them like sport beers. Mm-hmm. Like I there's an easy sport. There's one that my friend Lure likes to drink that I think is like 95 calories a can. There's mm-hmm. there's craft beer out there that still tastes good. Yeah. And it's like a light IPA or usually a light lager. Mm-hmm. And those are like 100 calories a can. You can still have flavor and you can still enjoy something that you love while going forward in this process. Right. Always remember that. You just might need to find a substitute. Right. Instead of drinking a six-pack, maybe try having three beers over the same amount of time. Yep. Pace yourself. And if you're going to have those beers, try to be aware of keeping yourself hydrated. Typically, you want to drink a full 16-ounce glass of water per alcoholic beverage that you're consuming. Yes. That is a good rule of thumb. Not only does it keep you from getting drunk as fast, but it also will help keep you from being dehydrated as quick. Mm Mm-hmm. And it'll make you get off your bar stool, which will help you make your blood flow quicker and you won't be as drunk. Right. This alcohol is is the category where you most definitely do not want to go cold turkey, especially if you've been drinking for a while. Like this, if, if you are going from drinking a lot to drinking very little or not at all with no in-between, Please go talk to a professional Mm -hmm. because that is not good for you. And who gives a shit if your friends give you shit because you're not drinking? You know how many people made fun of me because I quit drinking? They're like, oh, you? You don't drink anymore? No. I decided I don't like it anymore. I don't like how it makes me feel. I look at a beer and I get a hangover. Mm -hmm. Like I just don't want to do it anymore. You will have to be firm with your friends. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes... You are going to want a beer. And if you're out with your friends enjoying yourselves and you want to have a beer, just do it. Right. Don't like, restrict yourself from enjoying your social setting with your friends. You're an adult. You need to make this lifestyle work for you, not the other way around. And if you don't want to give up your beers or your wine or your spirits or whatever, just be aware that all things with calories count towards your macros. Mm-hmm. Just because it's liquid doesn't mean it doesn't have calories. Make sure that you're accounting for them when you consume them. And the easiest way to do that, if you're tracking your macros, is either splitting it for carbs or fat. So if you have that 95-calorie beer, divide those 95 calories by four for carbs or nine for fat. Then you tracked it. And it's easy. It's easy to throw off your entire day. If you're drinking a six-pack, that's 600 calories. You don't think liquid calories. Liquid calories are a killer. You don't think about how many calories are in something you drink because it's a liquid. Right. It's not, you're not consuming, you're consuming Chewing is consuming calories. Yeah. Yeah. Just be aware of what you're doing. Know what you're doing and you're fine. And for me, seriously, one of the biggest annoyances when I quit was people's insistence that I needed to have a shot or beer because other people did. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point, I just, I straight up have an alcohol intolerance now. My body doesn't metabolize it. I have the same thing that happens to the body just doesn't metabolize the alcohol anymore. I get really flush. I get sick to my stomach within like five minutes. Yeah. So finally one day I was like, fine, give me a shot. And then you got sick and then they felt bad. And I got sick and they felt bad. It's like, I know my fucking body. Please listen to me. I feel like when you're younger too, like I'm 36. So like, I don't experience that as much as I used to, but definitely when I was in my early twenties, all the way up to 30, we'll just live in a culture 
that kind of in an age group for us personally that revolves kind of around drinking at a certain point. Yes. And that's okay. That's fine. But if you're, you just have to keep in mind what is important to you. So if your fitness journey and your, your macros and keeping on track are super important to you, I would just fucking straight up say that to people. Yeah. Like, look, man, I'm doing this for me. I don't want a shot and I don't want a beer if that's your choice. Yeah. And you can do that. And some people are going to be a little resistant every now and then. And that's fine. Let them be. This is for you. Eventually, after a while, people will stop offering it to you. You just have to be firm. That's it. It's like repetitive. It's like teaching them the new behavior, you know, like repeating it to them. You do. And you know what? That's going to happen. You're going to notice that this Even happens with eating. In, in eating. When you, when you go to somebody's house and they offer you something, take it, but then portion it yourself. Yeah. Don't let someone else portion your food for you. Still go enjoy potlucks. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're not going to know what's in everything and that's okay, but do your own portions. Yeah. Always. Always do your own portions. And if anyone ever gives you shit for wanting to better yourself... Tell that person they to were fuck probably off. a great friend. They're not here to help you in the first place. <laughs> They're not. And if you're struggling with that and you don't have anybody to talk to about it, email us hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com. We are here to hold your hand because we know how hard this shit can be sometimes. I know a lot of cheers. So <laughs> I will be your cheerleader. <laughs> ah, rah, sis, boom, ba, drink the fucking beer. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of. We got our first mailbag Woo. today. Hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com. I'm very excited about this. The first mailbag ever from Meathead Test Kitchen. Do I need to quit smoking? Hi, ladies. Have a question for you. You talked about not depriving yourself of things you enjoy in daily life. What does that mean when it comes to smoking? Should I stop altogether or should I ease myself off with the help of patches or gum? Thanks, Dan. Well, Dan... I've never been a big cigarette smoker, but you don't have to quit smoking. Cutting down on how many cigarettes you smoke a day is a good place to start. You'll notice a huge difference in your cardio capacity once you limit your cigarette smoking. However, I have seen people do a heavy set in the gym, go out, burn one, and then come back in for their second set. So you can do both. If your adjustment's going well, evaluate how you feel, and maybe you'll decide that you don't need cigarettes at all. You can work towards cutting them out completely over time, but that's up to you. You mm-hmm. need to find balance. And I, I'm i not a good one to answer this, so I'm going to hand this one <laughs> off to you, Sasha. This is actually kind of difficult to answer because the method on quitting varies very much by person. And usually it's really, really, really hard to quit. Oh, yeah. Like any other healthy habit change, you're going to have to try to, it's doing your homework, figuring out what you think the best option for you to stick with long term is. Like if that means that you're gradually weaning yourself off and cutting down cigarette by cigarette less and less over a period of time, go with that if you think it would be sustainable for you. If you think patches or gum will help, go with that, but stick with it even when shit gets hard. Like if you are legitimately picking to quit smoking, and stop doing that habit, you have to figure out what what you can do over the long term. And it's going to get hard because you're addicted to cigarettes. Yeah. Like it's an addiction. Like that's what it is. Um, it's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie that it isn't. I've tried to quit several times and I still have not been successful. It might be even more difficult, honestly, than changing over to healthier habits, habits in your diet and fitness because you are physically addicted to it. Your body is. Um, like that's why I say when I'm coming from experience, it's the hardest thing I've ever even tried to do. And I'm still trying. Yeah. The one thing I will say 
is if you don't actually want to quit, you're not going to. If you don't want to quit, but you have told yourself you're going to quit, those two things don't sync up. Yeah, you're lying to yourself and you're just delaying it. Yeah. Like if you don't, I don't, I trying to like figure out how to say it I mean, any more like, succinct than like that. If you fitness. don't want to, yeah, you're not going to. Everybody hits their point where they're fucking fed up. Exactly. You might have to try a few times before it sticks and you actually reach like your breaking point of like, okay, I'm fucking done. Yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. But if you're not there yet, maybe you're just not there yet. And that's okay. You have to go at your own speed. And the only person that can dictate that is, is you. you. Nobody else can dictate that for you. Anyone who is anyone in high level fitness now has some sort of a CBD supplement deal. And CBD is a wonderful way to, de- to recover from workouts. Mm-hmm. So CBD is the cannabidol. It's the part of marijuana that gives you the calming and the pain relief effect without getting you stoned. So it comes in creams, it comes in salves, it comes in, I've had it in pill form, it comes in a powder that you can mix in your drink, you can get a tincture with a dropper to put it in your coffee in the morning. It's great, and it's legal. I believe CBD is legal in all 50 states now. Mm -hmm. I think you're correct. It is something that if you struggle with muscle soreness, joint pain, or sleep problems, something you should definitely look into and not all CBD is created equal. We'll talk more about that. Read your labels. Look up the company. Are they reputable? Do they have a good history? Does it look legit? You can usually tell at this point whether or not a business is legit just by looking at their website. Like anything else we've told you, just do your homework. Yeah, it really does help with muscle soreness. That was, that was the one thing I noticed first and foremost was I didn't feel like a bag of dicks when I woke up every day yeah. after heavy training. So there you go. Don't go cold turkey. Don't do it. It's going to fuck you up more than it's going to do good. Yes, sacrifice is necessary to a point, but it shouldn't ruin your life. If you're working out with a trainer and they say you need to straight up quit something with no discussion of tapering off or anything, dump them. Yeah. Choosing healthier habits does require some fork form of sacrifice, but it also requires research, a want to, and willingness. If you want to stop eating all the chocolate, you'll find a way because you want to. As always, be patient and kind to yourself. You'll get there over time. I promise. (laughs) Meathead Test Kitchen. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. MTK.